Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello, everyone. This show is all about dreams with my guest, Patricia Eltinge. She is the author of The Dream Class, Know Your Dreams, Know Yourself. Welcome to the show, Patricia Thank you so much. Good to be here with you today, Marsha. It's going to be fun. I thought we could just, who doesn't dream? I mean, maybe that'll be a question we'll talk about. But I thought before we get there, um, maybe you could just tell our listeners a little bit about your background, where you're from, where you grew up, just just something about us to get to know you. Well, I'm a, a homegrown L.A. girl, uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. And uh, I, I went to USC. We, our family did live in Switzerland at one time in the 60s. And then I came back, went to school at USC, and uh, then I went on to do some studying at the School of Natural Healing in Utah. Uh, I was a champion horsewoman, uh, and um, later on I co-founded uh, a holistic health center and an herbal medicinal products company with my former partner, and uh, that's the that's the short version. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so. We, I, so we both grew up in Los Angeles. Where did you go to high school? Uh, University High. Okay, right our competitor here in West against, LA. Yes, indeed, I know because I went to Westchester. <laughs> we played against each other Very in sports. Good. That's funny. Well, I want to just congratulate you on this beautiful book that you've written. Truly, I mean that so sincerely. It is a. It's. I like the feel of it, Patricia. I like the weight of it. I like the. I like oh. the font size. I, I. It smells good. There's. It's, it's just a terrific book. Plus, you are the photographer of those photos within the book as well, aren't you? Absolutely. Thank you for noticing. And I really have to uh, give acknowledgement to my publisher, uh, A. Tom Boritzer at Veronica Lane Books and my editor. They, they, they really made my work stand out. So well, thanks to them, too. Congratulations to him, and, 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 and hello to him as well, because we all met together a few months ago. So mm-hmm. this is just terrific. terrific. And I think what we're going to be truly focusing on today is is dreams. And I would like to I'd like I always like to get some things understood um, in the beginning. So you are a transactional analysis. And honestly, I don't know what that means. Could you just tell me what what that means? Uh, Yes, a transactional analyst is. uh, Well, uh, let's put it this way. Uh, Eric Byrne in the 60s who was a psychiatrist and a, a teacher in uh, psychology and psychiatry, he, in Northern California, he developed this modern style of therapy that was basically taking Freud's work and brought it to 
uh, a, a modern terms and made it more useful and user friendly. And that became his his textbooks was a transactional analysis and therapy. But then his lay person's books, uh, first book was Games People Play, and people may remember that book by Eric Byrne. And that was so people could start to understand what uh, their communication styles were, as, such as the yes but game. Uh, when you when people ask you for your opinion about something and they and you give them an answer and you give them some solutions and they go well yes but well that's that's one of the games people play but anyway it's it's about developing healthy adult communication skills. Well, that's who can't who can't um, improve in that area. All of us at any time. So, mm-hmm. what inspired you to write your book? Well, this goes back to my childhood, Marcia, and I'm, I really like to share this story. I was uh, you know, five years old, and I talk about it in, in the, uh, my introduction in my book, mm-hmm. and I was kidnapped and molested when I was five, and it was a traumatic experience, as you can imagine, and subsequently had recurring were called nightmares at the time. I would later I tell people there's no no there are no bad dreams, just scary images. But I had recurring uh, scary dreams, and that led me to be interested in the dream world later on. As I started be, as I was an adult and studying, and got into the health field, I got deeper and deeper into psychology and then specifically dreams along with my, uh, thanks to my mentor, Dr. Pat Allen. Oh, that must have been a very traumatic experience that you, uh, you can almost imagine how something like that would so result in what you we, said. We grow we, we, from our, tra- we, we, with, with, with uh, guidance, we grow from our traumas. Right. But sometimes we need help, don't we, to do that? Absolutely. Um, and and uh, the, the dream world has a lot to offer us in, in this department. That's interesting. So you, you lead me into a, a perfect segue here when you said that. And I think maybe the next definition that we really need to understand, and and it's probably not a two-word response, is what is a dream? Ah, that's a great question, Marcia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look at it this way, Marcia, like, like a bridge between the unconscious and the conscious mind. Crystal, it's like it's also a crystallization of experiences, images, uh, impressions from our daily lives. Yeah, you know what? That was that was fairly easy to understand. That wasn't a long a, a long answer to what a dream really is. And I and I have a feeling that there are all types of dreams, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. But why do you think? Why do you think people dream? Why do we well, dream? Well, first of all, yeah. first of all, <laughs> I'm going to give you the, the biological, the physiological uh, all right. system that, that's at work at, the, at that time when we're sleeping. There's something called the glymphatic system that is actually flushing our brains uh, 
and we need sleep for this to happen. Now, during that, well, that flushing period, there's something else going on in our mind, which is separate from our physiological body, but they're intertwined. And so, um, we are, I, this is the part where I, I like to use images. I'm a, a dream analyst, so I like to use Thank a lot you. of images. Uh, think of uh, our mind as, a, as paper shredding, paper shredding how we're perceiving things and, and distilling how we perceive and what, how our thoughts and feelings. So, and then this uh, offers us uh, time to uh, it awakens insights and it enhances the quality of our life and gauge our relationships and emotional stability and help relieve stress and anxiety. So it's incrementally, incrementally giving us feedback on how we're perceiving and how we're to go forward in life. That's interesting. I, 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 that's, and, and everyone dreams, don't they? Everyone including dreams our, and all animals. Even, in was, our even animals. our animals, right. <laughs> you can sometimes yeah. tell when your dog particularly <laughs> is, is like having a bad dream. They're twitching or they're just moving around or they're just doing something, and, they're, and they are also dreaming, <laughs> Correct. Correct. Everything dreams. Oh, all animals dream. And so uh, we often get that, that um statement from people at the workshops uh well i don't dream well everyone does dream although i will say that there are things that can impede dreaming and that is medications and mind-altering substances so that's a caveat there that it's, some people that they won't get quality sleep and they won't get to the dream state and then that becomes a problem too I bet it does, and and they might not even realize it, huh? There could be people right. listening right now, going, "Well, darn, I I don't know, I don't dream," and it's like, "Oh yeah, oh, but what did she say about medications? Wow, maybe yeah, I need many to, medications." I, mm-hmm. And and those are and also I think what I understood you to say as well is those medications also interrupt the quality of sleeping. Correct. That's, and so and they go they kind of hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um, mm. Well, when gosh, I'm I what I, you're an image person. I'm an image person. I, that's why I love. I thought your book was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I I appreciate people that draw pictures with their words because. Um, in the old days when I was in a studio, there was we could read each other, we could see each other, we could feel each other. And while, you know, I have met you, which is a bonus, it, it, sometimes it's hard to, to recognize some of these things. So I appreciate any time you want to have an image, a story, or something that goes along with what you're talking yeah. about. I think that that's, that's a beautiful thing, and I, I, I welcome you to do that. When we talk about types of dreams, you know, I I think many of us would probably just maybe have one or two categories that we would think, well, here are the type of dreams people have. Nightmares, as you mentioned before, is is a is a type of dream that that we 
that we're familiar with that term if we're, we're not in your world. And so, you know, sometimes it is a nightmare. Sometimes it's not a nightmare. But there are definitely types of dreams um, that we have. And I thought maybe you could spend some time telling us about the types of dreams that we have. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, well, I wouldn't, I'm going to back up when you use the word Please. nightmare. We don't use the word nightmares anymore because nightmares, all dreams wish us well, number one. All dreams wish us well. So even wow. if there are scary images in our dreams, they are it, the dream is trying to bring you a message that will only enhance your life so that's why we don't use the word nightmares anyway it has a negative connotation so even it sure does. scary images in dreams are well meaning so that you can grow and learn something from these scary images they aren't they don't mean you ill so now back to types of dreams we have dreams pertaining that that may include daily life so these are um you you may be um driving a car and uh and it's a bumpy road and it's it's going along and you're having a difficult time steering the car well that would be pertaining to your daily life as Cars represent your way through life, and so maybe you're having a, a, a rough go of things right now, and that would be re- represented by this. Uh, so that would be a dream of daily life. Now there are dreams about the past. Now there's the recent past or the distant past. Now sometimes scary images, as I had, I had scary images uh, when I was kidnapped. As a, me for years I didn't know what it was witches chasing me and I was running away from the witch and so that was scary images but it went on into my late years and in my 20s I still had these dreams that were recurring turns out these were PTSD dreams of of my original trauma and came to light once I understood and learned and was taught and studied and became uh, uh, into this field. More informed, Uh uh-huh, sure. (laughs) More informed, but really through this work uh, to know that that was dreams of the past coming forward, bubbling through from my unconscious to my conscious mind in order to be addressed. So that could be those are also recurring dreams. So recurring dreams are really about unresolved issues. So then we go to... Um, may I, may I interrupt there just mm-hmm. one moment? Yes. Because I yes. feel like I'm taking a master class with you, and I just I want to ask you a question, Professor. Sure. So <laughs> when you talked about reoccurring dreams, as mm-hmm. unresolved issues. Is mm-hmm. it also possible that a reoccurring dream could be absolutely the opposite where um, you're a surfer and when you were growing up as a kid, you remember riding those waves and hanging tan and, and, and hanging out with your friends and 
going on to college, and now your children are learning to surf, and you're still dreaming Mm -hmm. about when you were a surfer when you were 15 and now you're 55. Is that considered a reoccurring dream as well? Well, it, well, you're using themes. We all use themes. It's like we have a database oh. in, in our minds, and we're using themes that we have stored at, to depict a different thing. So that would be a feeling. You're feeling, and, and it's a good feeling. And if you're in the water, water has. We're, we're going on to different subject now, which is symbols. Well, we'll but come back. We'll get. But I guess. Yeah, we'll come back. But that is that's different because you can use things that pertain to your daily life and, and talk and messages that are saying, oh, I'm, I must be in a good feeling place right now because I'm dreaming of the time when I was the good times when the good times rolled. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that means you are then now in a good place and you're, re, you're relating to that feeling that you had then that you are in a, that place now because it's a barometer of where you're at. The, the dream is a barometer of where oh, you're that's at. A, now there's an image. So a dream mm-hmm. is a barometer of where you are right now. Right. Wow. That's, that, 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 that's a really good focus for me to hear that um, um, because that, that's really crystal clear to me so when you were speaking about the witches and the scary dreams and all of that about and those reoccurring dreams that's because Mm -hmm. they were unresolved issues and they were scary but right when you mentioned the fact that there could be themes that could also be reoccurring they don't necessarily have to have been something that was bad and i think that that seems correct yeah, those are okay. things that you can always draw upon in your nice. database, and it's not exactly always the same scenario, but it's it's sure. something that can depict a feeling or an ideas. Depend. So yes, you got that. You got that one. <laughs> okay, good. But I but I did interrupt you. So you were talking. I no, interrupted no, no, no. you when okay. you were talking about past dreams. Are um are you like you mentioned? Uh, we didn't. Nobody knew what PTSD back was back in the days that you had this horrific experience, but clearly it sounds like that was right. what, what you were dealing yes. with all those years until you until Absolutely you came to some right. resolve. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what are what are other types of dreams that we might have? Okay. We also have uh, some people uh, uh, say, well, they have prophetic dreams. They they mind you, they are not the norm. And I, I have to explain to people, they, they get scared sometimes. I dreamt, I dreamt my mother died. Does that mean my mother's going to die? No, oh. it means that mother in your dreams means something, but it doesn't mean your mother. It means something that's to do with uh, your old ideas or your old scripted ideas that you're ready to let go of some particular idea. So I, I Ideas are represented by uh, female images, and uh, feelings feelings are represented by male or masculine images. So uh, that's a whole other subject. But I had to yes, get we'll that get caveat to there. in there, so people think. Right. Well, so there are, but yet there have been some prophetic dreams, and uh, I, I, they read differently to me. And uh, but you can really only know if if something happens, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's ninety nine percent of the mm-hmm. dreams 
our dreams that are barometers of what's going on with us. Okay, now we have, then we talked about trauma dreams. There are dreams of past traumas. There Mm -hmm. are uh, uh, lucid dreams. People always ask me about lucid dreams. Lucid dreams are basically um, a a dream that's so vivid. it's, It's vivid, but you, the dreamer, are aware that you're dreaming, so it's almost like you're watching a movie. And I do, and people say, oh, they've heard that they can manipulate their dream if they're where they're dreaming. Now, I <laughs> say that's a great idea if you're an athlete or you're a performer and you want your outcome to come out a certain way and, and you're training yourself for that purpose. But if there is, I encourage people to watch their dreams if even if they're lucid dreaming and they're aware they're dreaming, still watch it from the third party like you're watching a movie. And I'll tell you why. You, you will gain the most from that because even if something is scary about to happen, you want to see what it is that your unconscious is bringing forth to you. And that might be that something is about to go off the cliff. But maybe it's a piece, an aspect of yourself that no longer serves you Hmm. and that needs to go. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Kind of a purge. That's very interesting. And and be ready. And it's incrementally our mind through dreaming is incrementally preparing us for what we need to do. And that's why people who are really uh, great dreamers and love this work and get better at it because dreaming, dream practice is just that. It's a practice like yoga practice. It's like you're never finished uh, getting better at it. And the people who've been with me for years become just so, so adept at not only recalling their dreams, but really learning the uh, the connection between their unconscious mind and their daily lives and their conscious world. So, and then that's a whole nother level when you move in. I say it's really helping people develop their own sixth sense. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're ahead of the game. mm -hmm. Well, you know, you mentioned yoga, and and it's amazing how frequently that subject comes up almost every week with every guest. Mm. Because you won't be my guest next week, but I will still be here next week. So I bring myself to this experience every single week. And what I'm recognizing and learning about myself, not necessarily through dreams, although I'm really interested in that subject, is the term you just used, which is practice. And interestingly enough, I don't always remember my dreams, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about that, but it goes into what we're just talking about now. I, I'm very much into social media. I, I'm, I'm very active on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and those things. And words really matter to me. And I've been posting a word of the day every day on Facebook forever. Mm -hmm. Today was word number 1,133. Yes, I do Mm -hmm. that frequently. Beautiful. Thank you. That's a couple of years. 
But what I realized when I woke up in the middle of the night, I was dreaming about words. And it's like, oh, my God, really? Give me a break. <laughs> Go away. You know, I don't, I don't want to be dreaming about words. But I, I, but I know that you were on my mind. You were on my mind when I went to sleep. And I thought, Beautiful. okay, so what do, what do I dream about? Do I, do, do I dream about anything? I mean, I just watching a basketball game. What am I going to do, be dreaming about bouncing a ball? I don't know. But I I was dreaming about words, and I just, I don't know, I just thought that that was so interesting. But it goes back to the word practice, which is how I wanted to tie this together. I didn't want to make this a total mm-hmm. loose end. I have learned through <laughs> my own yoga practice, which is not nearly as advanced as yours or my good friend Dave Blue, that by practicing and by breathing and by being all of the words that we're hearing today, which I so believe in and I say it to anybody I meet. So do you do you practice mindfulness? Do you do you know how to take a deep breath when you're anxious? Why are your why are your shoulders up there by the bottom of your ears? Do you know how to calm yourself? Those things are all really important. I don't know. Maybe there's a relationship to being calm and going to sleep and dreaming. Is is there is there a relationship to that? There truly is. And what we do, you mentioned something before. You were asking yourself before you went to sleep, what am I going to dream about? But we have a state of consciousness between waking and sleeping and sleeping and waking. And it's called the Lyman state. Now, you see the word Lyman is in the word subliminal. So the Lyman state is that state between wake and sleep and sleep and wake. So before you go to sleep, you can ask, program yourself, I want to dream about X, Y, Z. I want to dream about words, for instance, or I want to dream about, I'm going, you can even say, I'm going to remember my dreams. That's another subject about how to recall yes. dreams. But you can program your Lyman state before you go to sleep and decide that you want to dream about something. Even I want to dream about this issue I need to resolve in, within the next few days. Uh, I, I want to dream about um, this unresolved issue or I want to dream about uh, my relationship. How am I going to do this? So you can program your linemen and uh, – where did I so, go from there? <laughs> I wanna just I wanna just substantiate what you just said because I have this very good friend Sherry and she she did precisely what you're talking about. <clears throat> this was years ago, I well before you and I had met. And she had lost a very important folder, a document with documents in it, and she just couldn't find it. She knew it was in her house somewhere, but she didn't know where. And so she did precisely what you said. She said, well, I'm just going to dream about it because I think the folder is yellow. I think the folder Mm -hmm. is yellow. So she goes to sleep. She has this dream. She wakes Mm -hmm. up. The folder wasn't yellow. The folder was blue. She saw it in her dream and went right to the folder and went, ah, there it is. I kept looking for a yellow folder, but it was blue all along. That's what you're saying. Our unconscious, our unconscious our mind knows more than our conscious mind. We must learn to trust it, or we can choose to learn to trust it. You don't have to do anything if you don't want to. <laughs> we can choose to, to oh. trust 
in what the messages that are coming through that want to come through for us. So, so trust the conscious mind. Trust the unconscious, unconscious mind to come through. Unconscious we want the unconscious, which some people refer to as the subconscious, but it's the unconscious yeah. mind or the subconscious trying desperately to bubble through. And we mm-hmm. can, through, through techniques that I teach, we can learn to allow it to come through. Interesting. Okay, so let me just ask this then. This is probably a really silly question, but there's no silly questions if you don't know. All right, that's my disclaimer to me. Do daydreams count? <laughs> that's me Absolutely. criticizing myself and then not criticizing. No, so daydreams Marcia. do count. <laughs> Absolutely, Marcia. It's again, we were just talking about the unconscious trying to bubble through, and and the more people are uh, practice their dream state practice in their dream state, uh, the, the more they will be able to, the daydreams will bring them images also and messages from the unconscious, really trying to bring us messages. That's cool. So it's the same whether we're asleep or awake. The, the images uh, will come in, in symbols, and it's then we need to decipher the, what the symbols uh, mean to us. Yes, all right. Well, does everyone, and I, I think I probably know the answer to this, but does everyone have the ability to remember their dreams? Well, again, we briefly touched on this before, which was mm-hmm. that everyone can dream, everyone does dream or has the ability to, but it can, it will be impaired by Uh, mind-altering chemicals including many prescription medications Mm -hmm. so and alcohol and even sugar to some extent will impair your your dream your dream life so yes everyone can learn to remember their dreams and it's a it's a learned thing too let's say people let's say someone isn't on any prescribed medications and they don't uh um imbibe or they don't um use drugs or anything mm-hmm. like that that they think they don't dream but they they do dream i do i have had clients that i've and people have come to the workshops that we have taught to be able to remember capture and remember their dreams and there's they just say it's a miracle they thought they never dreamt and That's lo and behold yeah. they learn to capture and remember their dreams well, that's I would I would say if you were to ask me that question, Marcia, do you remember your dreams? I would have to say, maybe when I immediately first wake up for a second, and then it leaves me. I, I don't think uh-huh. that I I I don't remember them, but I I might when I first wake up, and then it's like I'm already <clears throat> unfortunately doing very unhealthy practices like. <laughs> You know, besides breathing, which is not unhealthy, I do start my day off with doing that. But then my mind goes straight to my calendar and, you know, what am I doing today? Okay, what day is this? All right, today is, wait, today's Monday? Oh, wait, wait, what day is this? No, today is Tuesday. What do you do on Tuesday? And it's like, oh, please be quiet up there. You're just driving me crazy. You've got a calendar. You'll look at it. So, you know, I think I I probably interrupt my um, creativity of Let just me, appreciating it because I, my mind is yes. already going a mile a minute. 
Yes, here's what I'm going to give everyone a takeaway right here. This is your biggest takeaway anyone, ev- everyone can do for themselves, including right. you, Marsha. Okay, I'm <laughs> ready. Take a note. This is the most important thing you can do to begin your practice, Marsha, and that is, okay. first of all, have the intention that, that before you go to sleep, the intention that you will remember your dream, that you will dream whether you – Say what it's, you want it to be about or not. Just you can just say I I'm, I want I will remember my dream. But you must have a pad and paper, a pad and pen, or recording device next to the bed. Okay, number one. Number two. That's no, number two because number one is having the intention and the telling intention. yourself to remember your dream. Then you have the uh, devices or whatever it takes next to mm-hmm. you. But Upon waking, you're going to be in that Lyman state, which is this state of consciousness between sleeping and waking for Mm -hmm. only three to four minutes. You must not open your eyes. The second you open your eyes, you will be out of that state. So in this rushed world, everyone opens their eyes and they're boom. Then just just what you said, you're on to the next thing. Keep your eyes closed for that three to four minute period. Grab your pad and pen or your recording device and say whatever you saw. Don't open your eyes. Just scribble, oh, there was a dog. Oh, it was in the mountains. Even if you only saw one image, this is how you start your practice. Even if you only remember one image with your eyes, excuse me, with your eyes closed and Start to write down images, one at a time, even if it was only one the first day. You build upon this practice. So after that three to four minute period, one moment, I have to get something to drink. <laughs> All right. After, after that three to four minute period, um, you can open your eyes and fill in the blanks. But that crucial time is while you're in the Lyman state, because that's when the images are still there. Well, that's really, I love takeaways. I think takeaways is one of the things, frankly, that I love about my show, which is why I do this show every week, which is what I blog about, is like, what are you, if you're going to listen, what are you going to take away from your one-hour experience with Patricia today? And if everybody just pays attention to that, and I suppose... That's huge. That's huge. (laughs) It is. And I suppose, you know, to be able to write with your eyes closed, what I would recommend that you'd probably have to have, if you're not going to speak it, because if you're going to speak it, that means you need to somehow find your phone and speak it. So if you were to write it, and it was a, a, a pad of paper that was large enough that you could grass from your nightstand or in my case uh, the side of the bed or whatever and you just Mm -hmm. wrote fox Mm -hmm. or you just wrote squirrel or you just wrote whatever you wrote about without opening your eyes and Mm -hmm. are you silently speaking to yourself while you're doing this or are you Mm -mm. or would you be oh no you could be vocalizing as well correct no you're you're just writing you're not saying anything okay you're not saying you're anything. just writing you're, squirrel. If you saw a squirrel, you just write squirrel. You're just scribbling. I. You're just scribbling squirrel, uh, tree, squirrel. mountains. You're Got just it. scribbling oh. what some images that you saw in your dream. 
That's really doesn't matter. Great. You scribble it any which way, messy. True. You know, then later, late after the three to four minutes, out of if you can't remember any more images, then open your eyes. But it's not going to last more than three or four minutes anyway. And once you've captured any images that you saw uh, on paper in in the three to four minutes, then you can try to say, oh, you know, and put it oh. together. But the story isn't as important at first when you were first starting our practice as, as the, the image. actual images. Mm-hmm. But the first thing and the most important thing, and those of us that that do practice yoga or those that are thinking about practicing mindfulness and stillness and these words that we are hearing for the vision of 2020, the very first thing you said, which is that key word that we all use, which is intention, that you have mm-hmm. to have an intention to remember your dream. And I don't think Starts I've ever gone to sleep with that intention in mind. And mm-hmm. that's a huge mm-hmm. takeaway for me. That mm-hmm. that really is. An, and for me personally, I would have to hear that. I would have to say it. I would have to. You can say I can, it. I can't just think it. I have to hear it. You Marcia. can yeah, I, I, I'm going to say it. I think that this is really great, and that this is a great re- a recommendation on how we can remember our dreams. Um, mm-hmm. But you, we, we, you talked about Lyman, and I just want to make sure because I am taking a few notes. Is that spelled L-Y-M-A-N? L-I-M-E-N, like subliminal. Oh so it's L-I-M-E-N. M-E-N. Like the word lie. L-I-M-E-N. Yeah. Lime. Oh, Marcia, L-I-M-E-N. Pay attention. Not like the word lie. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm glad that you um, clarified that for me. Maybe somebody will also just want to look that up for their own Google purposes, but I appreciate you spelling mm-hmm. that out for us. So mm-hmm. to help us um, understand more, are there some dream terms, that you think we should know about that could help us with um, interpreting our dreams? Yes, Marcia, that's good to ask that. Uh, The main, uh, again, I mentioned it just a moment ago, is the word symbols. Dreams come to us. The images in dreams are symbols, and they are images. Symbols are images of thoughts and feelings. They come to us in the categories of people, nature, and things is the hierarchy of these symbols. So when something at the lowest, at the bottom of the hierarchy, there are things. So things, we are furthest away from the message coming forth to consciousness. Things are a table, a chair, um, an object, you know, things. So Mm -hmm. the next level up towards coming to consciousness is nature, animals, Mm -hmm. uh, mountains, rivers, Mm -hmm. things of nature and Mm -hmm. and animals, okay? Then the next highest level towards coming to consciousness and getting the message, that means it's really bubbling through and we're ready, most ready to understand the message, is people. So when, when we're dreaming of people, we are closest to getting the message. <clears throat> drink some water. There you go. I'm drinking. 
okay, so that's symbols, and symbols breaks down into those categories. Now, then, there's a, another word we talk about that Carl Jung brought us, the famous C.G. Jung, brought us the word archetype. Archetype, archetypes are um, uh, images that are the myths and stories of, of elements uh, of uh, cultural and cross-cultural things. So that would be, okay, that would be a snake, for instance. That's cross-cultural, and that's an archetype of a snake brings you a certain feeling or a thought of snake. Mother, father. So those are archetypal images. Um, Anyway, those are some some terms that we use in, in dreams and uh, we, in my, in my world, we, we talk about, in my style of dream interpretation, we also talk about the, the yin and the yang. And that is the, ma- dreams are also, <clears throat> all, all images are either have masculine energy or feminine energy. The, you remember the, the yin-yang symbol of the circle yes. with the black and white swirls in it? Yes. Okay. Well, yes. that represents the that represents the complementary the complementary forces of the universe. The yin is the black swirl, mm-hmm. and that is the feminine energy. The white swirl is yang, the male energy. So, and each one of those swirls has the has opposite dot, dot yeah. in it, and that is its yeah. complementary thing. So, this is what we bring to this style of of a dream work too: is the energies of of universal energies. Hmm. That's brilliant. So. I know that people can come to you, and you, you've mentioned um, workshops and things like that. And I, I will make sure that we that we talk about mm-hmm. that so people can can get in touch with you. But I don't know that we've really talked about how do we learn to read our dreams. So okay, so I've just had this highest level. I I just dreamt about um, my mom and my dad, or I just dreamt about you know being on a vacation with my brother in Alaska or something like that. Um, how, how do we learn to read our dreams? Well, we start with the, the book, The Dream Class by Patricia Elton. Oh, what a there. concept. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. May I just yeah. tell you all that I told you it's a beautiful book. I recommend everybody buy it. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. And again, yes, I give workshops. I work with people individually, but I, I do uh, re- re- uh, recommend that people have a teacher and I, I worked with my teacher, and my mentor is 85 now, and uh, I worked with her for many years and, and then taught workshops with her for, all, for many more years. And uh, thank God uh, that she kicked me in the rear to push me to do this book, uh, and I promised her that I would to have this book done before she decided to go to another plane. So exactly. Anyway, she must be I do so. She, Patricia, she must be. Mm-hmm. She must be so proud of you. 
she I mean, is. truly. She is, she, is. I know she's yes. your mentor, and yeah. and and I I can just imagine as a as a parent, you know, saying, "Oh my God, I am so proud of you and what you've accomplished." Um, like you said, she's 85 years old. She's been doing right. this for a day or two, and for her yeah. to encourage you, and then for her to support you, um, it, it's a pretty yeah. beautiful thing. So you it recommend that people. Thing. It is. It's a beautiful partnership. So you recommend that that we find a teacher like yourself that that works that can work with the teacher to help us um, understand our dreams, develop our psychic sense. Because basically, understanding your dreams, understanding what's going on in your dream life, is really developing your own psychic sense. And I want people to develop that, not just rely on me. I think it's important that they learn from an expert like myself, and especially this, this, this technique, this way of doing it is so user-friendly. And so it's, it's deep, but very user-friendly. But mm-hmm. you really have the, the um, opportunity to develop your own psychic sense through this work. Why do you think that's important? Well, if you want to know yourself, you know, there it was a famous, uh, well-known um, uh, saying from the Talmud, a dream uninterpreted is like a letter not open, not read, not read. A dream uninterpreted is like a letter not read. Wow. That's another visual, isn't it? So a yes, dream not I interpreted, love that one. I do too, is like a letter not read. I mm-hmm. love that. Why would you not want that? So we I, we hope that everyone wants to know themselves, know themselves mm-hmm. better, because to know your dream is to know yourself, to know right. a deeper I, deeper aspects of yourself. That that is the subtitle in your book when you write the dream class. Know your dreams, know yourself. I I, I think that that's really significant. I want to ask about another type of dream because I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. about this as well, and that is, does everyone dream in color? No, uh, but but no? dreams. Uh, no, not everybody remembers dreaming. They may, but they don't always remember dreaming mm-hmm. in color, or they just have a dream and it's just a dream. It's trees, it's this or that. But then when the colors do appear, you might be dreaming of uh, going in a car up a mountain, but all of a sudden you see that the, you don't notice colors per se, but you do know that the car is red. So there are mm-hmm. certain things that stand out in the dream that have colors. So let's say, and it, and it, there's a difference between uh, if a car is yellow or if it's red. Now it may have a particular uh, meaning to you. Maybe you had a red car, particular red car when you were younger, or if you didn't, there's a significance in, in our. We have a, a chart too. We have another form of reading dreams in the book we it, it's to do with the energy centers the chakras and all these um, colors including black and white have significance and uh, if the red car if it wasn't a car that you particularly had and remember 
this red is to do with the root chakra, which is to do with basic trust and your survival. So these various colors, uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, these all have uh, energetic correlation. Yeah, I, you have to, you have thing, a really, to, a, to a thing, to an object or a, uh, a, something that is in your dream. And black and white. Again, we go back to the black and white of the, uh, the, um, the yin-yang symbol, uh, mm-hmm. the taijutsu symbol, as it's called. Um, but but black yeah. uh, can also, often also represent, uh, okay, I'll give you a dream. One of sure. my clients... Uh, had a dream um, that she was, and she's a rather conservative girl from Orange County, and she dreamt that she had was putting on, about to, she was hanging, they were hanging some black undergarments on the side of the door on a hanger, and she was about to wear these black undergarments. And she's not a person that typically has or wears black undergarments. Mm-hmm. And at this time of her life, while this was going on, her mother was seriously ill and elderly. And I, what we learn then is that her psyche, her unconscious mind, is preparing her for the first layer of her mourning garments. So it's incrementally preparing her so that that you're not a shock. It's not like it's a premonition, but it was going in that direction anyway. So the mind, even if you are in denial in your conscious world, your unconscious mind is not in denial ever. So if it's you're not ready making for any it, judgments, I bet it's, there are right? no judgments. There's no filters. It it, it, mm-hmm. it it knows it, it sees and knows the subtleties that are coming through every day, whether it be feelings, uh, thoughts, uh, transmissions, gestures from other people, the sounds. On every level of our sensory perception, we're taking in uh, information, and our unconscious is processing it and distilling it and giving it back to us in the form of symbols for us to then say, okay, what are you trying to say to me? Mm-hmm. And, if you're, and if you're ready, it, it makes you more whole. I see. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do, I want to mention this in that. So that people do know that you do have a, a lovely website, and I'd like people to know about it. And you can just simply type Patricia Eltinge, and that is Patricia spelled the way Patricia is spelled. And I'm going to spell your last name, which is E L T I N G E dot com. And um, there's some, actually some. There's the, your homepage has a picture of that horse that you took, which I think is really cool. But there's a lot of uh, very valuable information about Patricia on this, and 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 a, and a way to to also be in contact with you uh, if people would like to take this further. Because I guess I'd be curious to know this. So let's say someone's li- living um, in New York. 
they've listened to this show. They're they're very interested and motivated. Can you work with people um, um, over the phone? I mostly work with people over the phone. I work with people all over the world, Marcia. Wonderful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I I do I do just phone conversations or Skype or FaceTime, and we we get the job done, and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> That is that is a beautiful thing. I, I I could I could imagine some book down the line where the whole book is just about um, dreams, people's dreams. You know, obviously protecting who they are. You're not going to mention them, but just I have chapters. The, the last part, yeah, the our last chapters are about uh, case studies. So there are our dreams and how they were how they were. Um, translated and interpreted perfect so uh shame on me i haven't read the last um the last chapter but there is a really scary picture of a spider okay um let me just throw that out there but um i know that we didn't really touch on this and i don't know if you want to spend just a moment talking about the want institute do you want to share a little bit about what that is and what you've done on that on that level what it was what it was it was oh is it was i'm sorry yeah, where I studied uh, with Dr. Pat Allen and got deeper into the, the dream world. And uh, it was a wonderful place for me to, to learn more what I needed to. What, after my time at the, the School of Natural Healing, then I got deeper, deeper into the study of, in psychology and the dream world. Oh, and, I see. So, and, it was, and, okay. and her work, she... she, she like I said, she's 85 now. She was the creator and director of the school and, uh, and taught. Uh, her main uh, premise is um, that dream, in, in this department anyway, that dreams tell us uh, what we want and what we don't want. <laughs> so the want institute. <laughs> Got it. I want it. I'm not so crazy about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I... I like asking this question um, because I'm I'm always intrigued by the answers that I get from people. And I don't ask this question to everyone that I have on my show, but I, I would like to ask this question of you, which is knowing what you know today, some years later from being a child, what would you advise your younger self knowing what you know today? Great, Marcia. That's a great uh, final thought. I would say to myself, to and anyone, advice is to get started on the path of self-knowledge through multidiscipline approach, dreams, yoga, meditation, psychotherapy, health and nutrition, and healthy social relations. Wow. That's that's really important, and I, I do really believe, or maybe it's just where I am in my cycle of life right now, I don't know if I would be here necessarily, frankly, if my husband was still alive and we were going about our happy marriage the way it was. But when that changed on a heartbeat, everything changed on a heartbeat. And I, I guess there's I, – mom would say there's no pun intended, but actually um, – it was intended. Catapulted I'd... you, yes, it catapulted you into the, the next form of you. Yeah, you know, and, and people will ask me about things like that, and they'll say, well, did you, did you always want to do the radio or have a, a host, a show, or blah, blah, blah? And it's like, 
Well, no, I had no, I had no intention <laughs> of doing something like this. I, I thought that you know I'd be just happily married like the rest of my friends. Um, but I have a core. My core hasn't changed. And one message that I that I tell people prior to losing a spouse is that your spouse cannot be your everything. Because if that happens and your spouse suddenly dies, or maybe they don't suddenly die, but over illness they pass, mm-hmm. and they're your everything, what are you left with? Where's your identity? Who are you? And I, I don't think that we have to, I don't think we need to wait till we're in our 60s or older to learn that mm-hmm. message. In fact, it would be a message I would say to young people. Who are you? Aside from your partner's partner or maybe you don't have mm-hmm. a partner you're not even married but you do need to have a sense of who you are <clears throat> and perhaps dreams help us get there as well to understand well what was i the older sibling was i the younger sibling did, did everything did marcia get everything she wanted and i didn't because i i'm the boy and she's the girl and she talked more and i was more quiet and so great you know what I mean? There, there are so many different mm-hmm. things that, that, that compose who we become and who we are. But I think that the privilege every week to learn about what's such a passion for whomever is speaking today, it, it fills me with hope. That I, I must say, it, it really fills me with hope. And I want to take away when the show is over because... I want to know that I got it. And you have really, by your style of speaking, by your message of your book, and probably another one on the way, and just who you are as a person, I think is very inspiring and encouraging to all of us that want to know ourselves better. Not everybody cares. You know, love me the way I am. You know, I am who I am and whatever. You know, and there's there's places for everybody in this world to have their own style. We're not here to say, well, that's kind of stupid. Why don't you want to know more about yourself? That isn't that isn't our that isn't our place. That isn't your point. That isn't my point. But if you are interested in knowing more about yourself, if you do want to discover more about yourself, you've made this so simple because, as you said, you don't have to be my neighbor, which you are. You you don't have to live as close as let's meet for lunch. You could be on the other side of the country and want to, to, to delve into this subject. I think that there's something about just the fact that this is 2020 and the fact that it's not Barbara Walters. It's about vision and <laughs> wanting to have good vision. I mean, yes, if you're a certain age, you might think of Barbara Walters too. But I think that that the vision and what I'm hearing so many in so many arenas, and I'm sure you do too, too is this mindfulness, this this word of this word practice. It's not just for the piano. It really is about how we live our lives, whether it's what we choose to eat, how we choose to breathe, how we choose to exercise, how we choose to balance. I mean, I cannot be gratified and satisfied if all I do every single day is sit in front of this computer. That is not going to work for me. It works for me part of the time. So how do you get your balance? Do you? I, I think I think you do practice yoga and exercise, don't you? I absolutely, I absolutely practice my yoga, and I'm an avid uh, 
uh, I paddleboard, I ski, I hike, and my yoga practice is a big part of my life. And my nutrition, I've been mm-hmm. in the health field since 1980 and uh, been a medical advocate. So all these things, what you put in, you're going to get out tenfold. Yeah. Well, it's it's a really, it's a great message. And I think that this show can really maybe be a game changer for who is ever listening that maybe really never even thought about this before. Didn't even occur to them to think about this. And I don't even I don't even remember how you and I came to know one another, but I'm sure glad we did because this is just Thank this you, has been a, really Patricia, this has been a delightful one hour. And while I I can tell you with total certainty I will not be paddle boarding with you out there in Marina Del Rey. <laughs> I can I can assure you, I'll probably have a bathing suit out there. Now I might pull my pants up and walk along the shoreline, but I'd be mm. delighted to meet you again for lunch because oh, you are right. really so so interesting. And I've just truly appreciated the time that you've taken with me today. And I would really encourage people, like I said, to to check you out. I will be following this up with a blog about you and I'll I'll link everything that we've been talking about to make it easy for people but I just want to wish you the very best in this new year thank you for being show two of um, 2020 you are my 95th show as a podcaster I was in the studio yay really I was in a studio for three years prior to podcasting and so I've been doing this for, I'm coming up on five years, and I love it. And um, it's because of people like yourself that make it such an interesting way to spend my Mondays. So I want to thank you once again. And, you know, maybe six months from now we'll we'll do this again, and you can tell me what you've done since we spoke last. How does that sound? Sounds great, Marcia. Thank you again. You're, you're a delight to work with, and uh, call me anytime with your dreams. I, well, I know what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to have a strict intention about remembering my dream. So thanks again, everybody. Have a wonderful week. I hope you all set that intention. You can call me and let me know how it worked out. Until next week, everybody, thanks again and bye for now. <laughs>